Hey, super friends. Today is Thursday and it has been quite the week for me. Woo! Today I'm talking about how to get back on track when you get overwhelmed. And if overwhelm was tear gas, then yesterday I was sitting in a smoky room with my eyes burning through the back of my head. And the thing was, it was a mystery as to how I even got into that situation, that state of being, which happens often, but I'll explain it later because I did figure it out in the end. So stay tuned. Monday, I'm happy-go-lucky at league bowling night. Mind you, I bowled 100 pins over my three-game total handicap, so yay for me! And don't ask me how all of a sudden I sound like a bowling geek, because that, my friend, is a long story, and it wasn't sudden. Anyway, Monday, I'm happy-go-lucky, and the next day, I'm wallowing in deep overwhelm. Deep overwhelm. Wait, is that a thing? Well, I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to make it my thing. So that was Monday. And two days later, being the troubleshooter that I am, I decided I'm going to find out what happened and I'm going to take steps to fix it. First, go outside and do my gratitude exercise. I have many different ways of practicing gratitude. I've created the habit of practicing gratitude because the one thing with ADHD is that If you don't intentionally take the time to create good habits, you won't just lead yourself astray with bad habits, but you'll be missing out on so many different things that actually help with your ADHD and your quest to be the best mom you can be, the best dad you can be, the best business owner you can be, and much, much more. And when I say create good habits, I mean 30, 60, 90 days straight of intentional non-negotiable good habit creation. In fact, go check out books like Atomic Habits by James Clear or Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. Those are my favorite. I'll put those in the description of this episode. Those books helped me create habits like my 20-minute nightly skincare routine, my daily meditation, and even flossing my teeth every day. And right now, I'm working on the habit of 25 squats and push-ups when I wake up, as well as downing 16 ounces of cold water after brushing my teeth in the morning. I kind of wanted to add a 30-second ice-cold shower to that, but I can't do that for 90 days straight because I don't even take showers regularly. (laughs) You ADHD folks out there are resonating with that so hard right now. I know it. And dude, You know how long it takes me to dry my hair? I say, choose your battles. And that's one battle I'm not choosing to take on, at least not right now. We'll see. I have an ADHD tip that might help you stick with a good habit. In this case, practicing gratitude. I had a hard time in the beginning creating this routine because I became bored of doing the same thing in the same way every single day. And because of that, I'd put it off and start chasing dopamine somewhere else because that's how we roll. I 100% believe in the benefits of practicing gratitude. So I created a way that would work for me. You probably heard it said or written somewhere that the world was not created for people with ADHD. That was a metaphor, meaning that normal society was not created for us. I think there's a book out there that's, uh, what does it say? 
thriving in a world that was not created for us. Society was created by people. We're people and we got to stop playing the victim. Oh, the world wasn't made for us. And actually that book is about that. It helps you get through that mentality. Screw that. Whoever said we couldn't tailor make systems that work for us? No one did. No one ever said that. We could do whatever we want with our own life. I'll get off my soapbox. It's just that I got diagnosed at such a late age, which forced me to think about things in my past that happened and some of the choices I made back then. And it all finally made sense. But I'm still internally reconciling those things so I can avoid feeling any regrets because I pride myself on being someone who doesn't regret things. Okay, back to gratitude. I created a virtual bucket of different exercises I could do to show gratitude. It's sort of a system. Number one, I could write it down every day, a gratitude journal. Everyone knows what that is, right? If not, go Google it and Google the different ways you can do it. Number two, I can text three people I'm grateful for and let them know by sending an unexpected, hello, I just wanted to say hi and that I appreciate you so much for blankety blank blank. I actually love doing that because people don't expect it and you never know what you're going to get back. So it's pretty cool. Number three, and the one I used yesterday, it's the gratitude walk, which I learned from the book, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, link in the description. Don't worry, I will post all kinds of links in the description to things that I mentioned in my episodes. Full disclosure, I don't always take a walk. Sometimes I just meander around my backyard, which I did yesterday because I'm on a 1.6 acre hillside property and I have a short landscape trail that runs around the perimeter of my backyard. We even have a nice man-made creek, which was pretty much created to make our drainage look scenic. Yesterday, I went back there with my doggies so they could do their business while I watched. <laughs> they love it when I watch them. We're dogs. But it was blue skies and it was a perfect time to have a gratitude talk, which is what I call it when I'm not walking. <laughs> I happen to be one of those people who can have an inner monologue. Yep, I can hear my own voice in my head. And don't worry, most of the time, it's just me, <laughs> my voice. <laughs> Anyways, I was so surprised to read that um, the psychology professor Russell Hurlbert reported only 30 to 50% of people have this ability all the time. I think everyone can do it if they tried but it only comes naturally more often with 30 to 50% of people. Crazy, right? That was a squirrel. Sorry. Where was I? Ah, yes. I was doing gratitude. For 10 minutes, I thank God for everything I can think of that I was grateful for. You can thank whoever you want. I thank God. When I do this, I don't pressure myself into a set amount of things. I don't say, every day, think of 10 things you're grateful for. Nope. Whatever I come up with in that 10 minutes is what it's going to be for that day. Sometimes it's three things. Sometimes it's 20 things. Depends. But sometimes something is so big and meaningful that it only takes one thing to get my positive vibes going for the day. So that's the first thing. It's the first thing I did to fight overwhelm because overwhelm is comprised of not only thoughts, but emotions. And you need to nip that in the bud by finding what you're grateful for 
And what in this world makes you happy? You have to do this every day. This episode, yes, <laughs> was about overwhelm, remember? Don't worry, I have notes in front of me and I still almost forgot what it was about. But <laughs> anyways, the gratitude walk and talk got me motivated to go back into my office. Because sometimes the feeling of overwhelm takes over. And when I walk out of my office, no matter what my brain's intentions are, which is to return to my office after lunch, my body has other plans. It does not plan to return to the office, and it also doesn't plan to let my brain in on that plan. Bitch. By the time my brain realizes that this has happened, I'm already curled up on the sofa binging my favorite K-drama of the week. So... Gratitude first. That got me back into my office. The next step was, and this one was key, the brain dump. I tell my students this all the time, people I coach, do the brain dump. You can do this any way you please, but this is what works for moi. I write it all down, no prioritizing, no formatting, no nothing. Just write it down for you to look at. Because converting your thoughts to something visual works wonders, trust me. I have a giant whiteboard that I love doing this on. Don't get me wrong, guys. It's not a to-do list. Because I know a lot of us do to-do lists and we don't actually get through any of it. And that's why this is another way to do it, which is not as stressful. It's not as daunting as a to-do list. The brain dump. Okay, moving on. I have a giant whiteboard that I love doing this on. I spend 10 minutes doing this. Yes, 10 minutes, like the gratitude talk. It's the magic number. It's not too short. It's not too long. And it's completely doable. Anybody can do something for 10 minutes. At least something that's doable. I'm not saying like you can, you know, stand on hot coals for 10 minutes. I don't know. I just mean something that's realistic. <laughs> Practicing doing this has got me pretty good at exercising. That's exorcising as in the exorcist. It's got me good at exercising all the overwhelmed demons from my brain. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. They're not demons. I'm just being dramatic. Then I stand back. I look at all of them and circle the easiest ones. The ones that'll take me 10 minutes tops to complete. See, there's that 10 minutes again. Now I choose one out of those 10 minute tasks. And here's the most important part. I take action. I take action. I do it. That thing that'll only take me 10 minutes. <sighs> Friends, the relief I feel from doing that one thing gives me the dopamine to attack the second 10 minute thing and so on and so on. And I do this with every intention to not finish everything on that board. Don't you dare tell yourself that you are going to finish Everything on that board. Don't make me come over there. I'm serious. It's so important to have this mindset before even trying this, because if you don't, you may fall into the same overwhelmed hole that you're desperately trying to climb out of. Here's the good news. Most of the time, doing one or two of the 10-minute things motivates me to take on the more difficult ones. It's really so amazing how we can use small hits of dopamine to get the big projects done. <sighs> Moving on, celebrate the completion of the small things. 
Guys, when I say celebrate, I don't mean throw yourself a freaking party, okay? <laughs> don't be extra. I'm old school. I was the baseball coach who didn't give participation trophies. Ask my sons. <laughs> but what I really mean is go smaller. Give yourself a high five in the mirror as in Mel Robbins in the high five method. Link in the description. Or yell out loud like me, Eileen, you're freaking awesome. Of course, don't use my name. <laughs> See, we don't do this enough. And that's why we feel like crap at the end of a so-called unproductive day. I mean, ask yourself, were you really unproductive? Were you really? You may find often that that's not true. So celebrate the little things because it gives you that feeling of accomplishment and gets you ready to take on the bigger challenge. As long as you have more time left in your workday, of course. Which brings me to the last thing. End your workday at the same time every day. Full disclosure, I am still working on achieving this currently. And I have a reason because I'm building a new coaching course. And when you're doing something of that caliber, that's like building another business, you have to create different systems and schedules to make sure you have a healthy work-life balance. But in general, end your workday at roughly the same time. We'll cover time blocking in a future episode, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that one. Before I summarize, I told you at the beginning that I would explain how I got into this overwhelming state so you and I can try to avoid it in the future as the best we can. And this is an easy one. Do not take on more than you can handle. I know that sounds so cliche now, right? Like, duh. But how do we do that? Because we do that every day not knowing that we're doing it. And that's why... I have to say it out loud again. Do not take on more than what you can handle. Again, that's my, that might be content for a future episode, but I will cut you one big piece of that advice, Kate. Are you sitting down? <laughs> this will be difficult for us who are people pleasers and for us who suffer from RSD. Rejection sensitive disorder. For those who don't know what that is, please Google it because it is important. But here's the advice. Learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. There are so many cool ways to do it. I've done it so many times already that I've become a confident naysayer. In fact, I don't even have to think of fancy ways to do it anymore. Sometimes I just say, nope, no can do, babe. <laughs> yes, babe, because a lot of times... It's my husband asking me to do stuff like I'm his own personal assistant or something. Super friends. One of our superpowers is the ability to be blunt. <laughs> Use it and be okay with it. I promise you, you'll be so much happier because you'll be less overwhelmed, which equals less stress, which equals less anxiety, which equals less mental and physical exhaustion equals less beating yourself up, equals the list can go on and on and on. Let's quickly summarize this episode. Steps in avoiding overwhelm. Number one, practice gratitude. Check the description under this episode with the link to 40 ways to practice gratitude. Number two, brain dump. Number three, identifying and completing the 10-minute tasks, moving on to bigger and better things. Number four, give yourself a high five. And lastly, number five, 
just say no. And that, my friends, is all she wrote. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I had so much fun sharing all this cool stuff with you. Please, if you haven't already, go hit the follow button for this podcast so you won't miss a single episode. And share this podcast out to anyone who you know who may benefit from my ramblings. And if you, yourself, enjoyed it, if you're entertained, or if you learned a little bit or more, please leave me a positive five-star review. That would help tremendously in keeping this podcast going, which means creating more valuable content through my story that may help you with your story. Until the next time, please stay safe, stay well, and live abundantly. This is I, That ADHD Chick, signing off.